So this period will be a guided practice. And I want to begin by just naming two words, two ideas that we'll pick up at the end of the guided practice. So introducing the ideas now. Okay. So as you hear the words, so this is like a conceptual piece. See if you can hear from your whole body. This will become much more interesting and beneficial to you if your body is the hearing instrument. So the first word is lineage. It comes from the English word line. And it's the word that refers to the lines and the lineages that we come from. that we are direct descendants of. All of us have roots and a place in many lineages. There are the obvious ones of our people, our ancestors, the lands they came from. There are the lineages of spiritual practice that maybe have been part of our peoples or have been other ones that we are also the inheritors of now. We are inheritors of a rich legacy, each one of us, of culture, of spirit. And this doesn't just mean recent centuries, it's timeless, back very far in the past, recent past. We could also consider our lineages of the present. And when our body's imagination is working well, the lineages go into the future. And when we take our seat upright, we can also know timeless lineages. And each of us here also has access now to this inheritance. And some of you may, this may be from your birth families or not, probably most of us not, but the inheritance of spirit of the Buddha's teaching and these lineages, these lines. One can gain a lot of support when one connects with one's lineages. And when we know ourselves in these lines and acknowledge these lines, we experience ourselves in ways that is not so typical for a modern sense of self. It affects our self-perception and it allows our embodiment, the way we fill out our body and take our place. It allows that to deepen. So recognize, recognizing today, and we'll pick this up at the end, that we are inheritors of gift, of sensibility, 
yes, also of wound and of blind spot, but we are inheritors of soul and spirit. The obvious and the less obvious. And the second word is offering. In you will all know, whatever are your traditions and peoples, all of us know the beauty of making an offering to someone else. When you go to the, someone, have dinner at someone's house, and you make an offering of a flower or a box of chocolates or a bottle of wine, or you make an offering or a present. And at the start of a practice period, classically, not just in the Buddhist tradition, but also at the beginning of any gathering in traditional situations, the practice of making offering is well known for human beings. It's good for us. It helps our heart. It helps us arrive. It helps us affirm our connection to the other. Making an offering to maybe the ancestor or the lineage holder or to the earth it does something to the heart. It does something to the body and our perception of our own body. So I leave you with those two words and they'll guide us in a practice. And maybe just one example of where I saw this classical offering when I got to queue up to see the Dalai Lama 25 years ago, more. And in the Tibetan tradition, you would offer the white scarf, the kata. You would offer it to the Dalai Lama or to the lineage holder as a gesture. It's a powerful gesture. And even though my modern cynical mind at the time was saying, he has enough white scarves um, to partake of this gesture of offering, it's powerful. And actually, in this case, he offers it right back and puts it around your neck. But there's something in that affirming the connection to lineage that does something. So I'm going to invite you, and you can engage with this in the way that's right for you, but I'm going to invite you, if you wish, to lie down, and I'll tell you how we will do that in a good way, and a where the land is equally distributed in this room. Um, if you would rather stay sitting, that's completely fine, but let me tell you how I'd like you to lie first, before you get going. So... Um, Practically, I would like us to use all the space. And if, you're, if you know you're someone that needs a little more space, we're all different in how it is to lie down in a group of people. So if you know you need a little bit more space, just like <laughs> make that clear for you. Um, uh, and don't lie, actually lie down until you're going to get a sense, a little bit like a hive mind, you know, like creatures that work in hives or in herds, like check it all out before you kind of like fully take your space. 
Um, and the suggestion will be to have something under the back of your head that you'll be lying on your back, if that's okay for you. And the knees, I'll demonstrate once you're in your spot, but the knees will be bent and the palms of the feet, if you call them that, what do you call them? Soles. <laughs> my feet are becoming more like hands, I think, as I practice more. Um, the soles of your feet will be the part that um, makes contact with the ground, right? I'll show you that in a moment with the um, two feet making a strong base of the triangle and knees pointing up. It puts less pressure on your back, like that. Um, and what, just to let you know what I'll do, I'll guide us in a practice of um, offering our weight back to the ground. We'll open the sensitivity of the back of the body and kind of giving our weight back into the ground and practice receiving our breaths from below through the back, receiving ourself as an outcrop of the ground from below. And we'll do that for a little bit. And then I'll invite us to sit back up again and into uh, a practice where you can open your imagination, your body's imagination, your heart's imagination, as well as your bright conceiving mind. If you want to stay sitting, you can still do the practice. But if you're okay to lie, let's use as much of the space as we can and just check out the whole room before you get all the way down. Right? <coughs> so come and... Um, these corners are nice if you're okay in the corner. Nice bit of space right at the front here. You can come to a really good spot behind the Buddha. <laughs> I recommend it. There's <coughs> a nice spot in front of Kuan Yin. Two nice spots. Oh yeah, take a, something for your head and if you want your mat, that's good. Is nobody going to be the taker of in front of Kuan Yin? It's a really good spot. <laughs> Patricia's going to go for it. Great. And the knee thing, if you're not clear about the knee thing, you can look at me now. Oh, I'm going to lie down here. If the knee thing isn't clear, sit up and you can see. So the two knees are touching and the soles of the feet are the base of the triangle. Yeah. Yes. Can you see? Knees touching. And then you experiment with your feet. You might want to bring the soles of your feet closer to your backside. Yeah, so that it, you can feel that sort of support of a triangle. Um, you know, bring the heels a little closer to the backside if it feels a bit awkward. And there's one uh, rule of play, which is if you start snoring, um, I have asked for permission to wiggle your ankle. Um, 
so that you know that you will be woken up and uh, if I can't, if you all start snoring, then I'll just, <laughs> then I'll start singing or something. Uh, hope it's usually only one or two. Um, and if you're sitting, that's completely fine. You can still do this practice and imagine your way into it. So what would it be right now to imagine that your back and the contact of your back with the ground and the backs of your arms and the soles of your feet and your sacrum, you know, that hard bone at the top of the pelvis and the back of your skull. Imagine that's like a footprint, the impression that you're making on the ground right now. And what would it be if that footprint could sink just a couple more inches down? Your weight, your gravity through the back of your skull. through the backs of your arms, the back of your sacrum, soles of your feet. Could soften. Could even become a little bit more liquid-like. And could offer your weight and your breath. the ground. And what if right now on the next in-breath you can imagine receiving that breath from the center of the earth right up through that contact into your body. You're being breathed up from below And breathing out. And on the out breath, no forcing, but a very gentle intention to offer your weight back to what is more than you. time, breathing in through the back of the skull, that place that is making contact with the ground, breathing in through there as if the back of your skull bone could soften, the breath comes into that incredible orb at the top of your body, brightening and then breathing out through the back door of your skull dropping your weight 
and with it all the old information that you do not need anymore. What's true and useful about the old information can remain, but all that is out of date can drain back. And lingering with the back of the skull for a minute. Imagine from the center of the earth, your breath is born and reaches this light human creature, this back of your skull. You are breathed into the back of that big orb. It brightens, illuminates, and is released through the back door. Maybe Maybe it's tense, maybe it's not, but just working with the intention. And if there's any desire in your heart for release, any desire in your heart for unbinding, any desire in your heart to not have to figure this life out on your own. Letting your attention gather at the back of the skull. and letting your body's imagination breathe right up from the center of the earth. Your skull is illuminated with the in-breath. Little energization, a little bright. And then the lights soften. Maybe they dim, fade, give it all back. And as we do this practice, you will start to notice places in your body that are tense. If you don't, don't go looking for them. But if you do, see if you can breathe up from below. Maybe there's tension in the forehead or the chest or the shoulders. Or maybe there's a tightening in the belly or the groin or the hips, breathing up from below into that area. And without forcing, 
breathing out and joining, letting that area offer itself into the bigger sphere of the bigger body beneath you. Now bringing the center of attention to the sacrum, the hard bone at the base of the spine that goes into the back of the pelvis, like a V-shape, whatever is in contact with the ground there. This bone apparently is the last one. It takes a lot longer to decompose when we die. It's there left a long time after the other bones have softened into dust. And imagining breathing up from the center of the earth that warmth from the fire at the center of the earth wafting up, wafting up and meeting the sacrum hard bone, wafting, pervading into that bone and breathing out, softening, giving your weight back. Offering yourself back. And any tightening around the sacrum. When it's ready and without forcing. When the time is right that tension can soften. Layers maybe we didn't know we had. Restoring bright attention. To this rich bone some peoples have called the second skull. Practicing receiving from below.
practicing offering back. And when your attention gets drawn to places in the body, maybe on the front of your body, that feel tense. Care for those. Don't let your attention just tighten around them or push them away. But widening your attention to include that area, maybe between the eyes if it's tense. On your face or throat. Or maybe there's a little spot in the center of the heart that's holding out. Let it hold out for as long as it wants and widen around it, welcoming that too. Including it and breathing out, giving back even just one millimeter. Of any ways that we have held ourselves separate. Now take a few minutes to open your awareness to that whole footprint again. The impression that you make on the ground right now, whether you're lying or sitting. That little indent on the ground. Imagine it from the Earth's point of view, feeling this light creature making this delicate impression and yet it's felt. Breathing up from the center of the earth into that whole body print Maybe feel the energization or the brightening. Breathing out. Offering back your self-images. 
the lovely ones, the difficult ones, the ones full of pride, the ones full of dislike. Maybe, maybe sometimes the weight can drop a little bit more in one place or the other. Maybe your sacrum drops, but the feet say, nah, not ready yet. Get to know the lie of the land. of this outcrop of nature. And maybe you drop easily. You descend. In devotion or love. There's no right way. No right way. Work with whatever is your leading edge right now. Can I give myself a little bit here? Just for half a minute. And some of us will find we descend a little bit and then we ping back to the surface like, okay, what's next? Done it. Some impatience might arise. It's okay. Let that too be known, seen, welcomed. And widen the awareness to your whole body, the whole body print, and the whole bigger body the ground. Take a couple more minutes working with your leading edge.
for the last minute. Would you be willing to begin again, imagining up from the warmth at the center of the earth, that warmth wafting up, wafting up into the body print and entering from below. Receiving. And giving just a little. in a minute I'm going to ask you to sit up but really see if you can bring all of you with you right so sometimes once we get vertical there's a whole different sense of self which is normal but see if you can bring and keep whatever connection with the ground as you come take your seat upright So come up with your backside. And you can be sitting where you are, you don't have to come back to your place, but you can if you need all those bits of gear. It will only be for five minutes here. See if you can just affirm that ground connection in whatever way there is access to it right now. Through the perineum, the sit bones, the flesh in your backside. Breathing up from the ground. And let your body be in a posture that <coughs> lets you affirm that connection. Maybe sitting upright does that. You might, or you might want to touch the ground or feel your foot where it touches the ground. Remembering the image of the Buddha touching the earth. Asking the earth to bear witness to his spiritual instinct that there was more for him to see and know and awaken to. And 
then I would like to offer a question for your body and you will not have to answer this to anybody else. This question is for the intimacy of yourself and all that you know and all that you are yet to know. This question is not only for your bright, rational mind. They are welcome. But please also include your imagination, your body's imagination, your spiritual instinct that brings you here, your sensitive heart, And the question may not yield an immediate answer, that's fine. Let it work on you in its own time. <coughs> or it might. And the response may come in the form of something obvious, like words. Or it may come as a vague felt sense that might become an image. In a way, let the question go to that in you that is resonant. Let it take its time, like planting a seed. So the first question is this, for your body. Who or what does your body tell you is your lineage or lineages? And there may be multiple. Take your time. Who or what does your body tell you? Is your lineage or lineages? We are heirs to much. If the question doesn't resonate, that's fine. It may do at another point. But if it has the vaguest sense of resonance for you, for your body, or for your heart, or for your imagination, or for your instinct, let it linger. Who or what? Does your body tell you? Is your lineage or lineages? And it doesn't have to be rational. And it might be. The measure will be where it's resonant for you or meaningful for you. And the second and last question and I'll put these on the board so you can work with them later if you wish. Second question is, what does your body tell you might be a meaningful gesture of offering to make 
to affirm your connection to your lineage or lineages. What does your body tell you might be a meaningful gesture of offering to make to affirm your connection to your lineage or lineages. And that might be a gesture that's purely internal, like an image might arise. It might be something that you want to do physically, privately, outside, on the ground, simple. The only request would be that it doesn't involve other humans at this point. So guardians of our solitude. But use this question. If there is, if you have some instinct for it, what might be a meaningful gesture of offering? to make, to affirm your connection to your lineages or lineage. And if nothing comes, It might come later, or it might not be the time. But if there is merit in this for you, please follow this up. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.